everyone needs a bath. Are you ready to die? Because they dirty. Yennefer! It's the Witcher. Welcome to The Center Cut. I am Michael. And I'm Dave. And today we're going to talk about The Witcher. But before we do, Dave, what are we doing? Yeah, so we finally did a TV show, guys. We took The Witcher, a a Netflix TV show that just came out, and we watched the first episode and the last episode. Each of those were one hour long. It's an eight-episode series. So we watched the first one and the last one. We're going to recap those and talk about a little bit what we think happened in the middle. Yes, we are. So The Witcher is, as Dave stated, a Netflix joint. It's newish, starring Henry Cavill and is preceded by a novel series by the same name by, I'm going to butcher it, Andrzej Saprovsky, and also a video game series. Now, before we get into the episode, I just want to say right off the bat, this is not my bag. I'm a nerd, but this is too nerdy for me. And that was always my trouble. Like I was too nerdy for the cool kids, but too cool to hang out with like true nerds. Um, I created a diagram to determine whether you will like this show or not. If at least two of the following three things are true, you will enjoy The Witcher. Number one, you are a fan of System of a Down. Number two, you have played Magic the Gathering. Number three, you have masturbated to an animation. Oop, check all three off the list. <laughs> You're three for three? Oh, so you like man. The Witcher. I'm going to really love this show, huh? Well, did you like the first and last episode? I did enjoy it, mainly because I can tie the characters back to the game that I played, which is always interesting to me. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'll probably go back and watch the middle after we after we do our thing. Score one for my diagram. A score absolutely one for the diagram, for sure. And I'm only at half out of three, so... What's the half? I'm not going to say. You're I up, Dave. I really want to know. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about The Witcher and what happened in the first episode here. It bounces back and forth between two main storylines. The storyline of Geralt, who is the Witcher, Geralt of Revere, and a a princess by the name of Ciri. What I thought would be a little easier is we'll go ahead and recap everything that happened in Geralt's storyline and then everything that happens in Ciri's storyline. The show kind of jumps back and forth between these two pretty rapidly. So it's kind of hard to follow at first when you're getting to know the characters. But I felt like for a recap for our show, especially for those of you who haven't seen it, it would be a little easier to grasp if I went through everything by character rather than in a timeline. Sounds great. And just because I forgot to mention, this first episode is titled The End's Beginning. So we start with Geralt in a, a nasty swamp fighting a giant spider beast hybrid thing. It's got a head, but also is a spider and it's very big. He kills it, throws it on the back of his horse and heads into town. On a scale of one to lame, this opening scene is a solid nine. I'd rather watch a squirrel get hit by a car. 
it's just gray and cheesy looking and the music is faux profound and if I was watching this outside of the pod, I'd turn this shit right off. I hated it. Okay, I feel like I'm going to be saying this a lot, but that is very close to the video game at least. So I'd assume it's also close to the way the book was initially intended. But that doesn't mean that they had to make it exactly like that. He arrives in town and gets a ton of shit for being a witcher. Everyone just wants to beat his ass because he's a witcher. They keep calling him a mutant. He's looking for the alderman. I don't know if you know what an alderman is. I had to look it up, but essentially an alderman is kind of the second hand to a king or mayor or leader of the town. He ends up meeting a girl instead who tells her friends or I guess her hirelings to shut the fuck up and befriends Geralt a little bit here. And a small girl ends up bringing him to a different place to sell his giant killed spider thing to a wizard by the name of Stranglebore. I'm sorry. <laughs> by the name of Stranglebore. I think Stranglebore sounds better. So my least favorite part of the show is all the stupid ass proper nouns. Milfgard, Stregobor, Blavagan, Sintra, Hoshpaz. They sound like words a sixth grader would come up with if you asked them to name their penis. <laughs> Weren't you a fan of Game of Thrones? That's all Game Not of Thrones really. did. So I hated the first season of Game of Thrones. I barely liked the second season. I kind of came around on it on the third and fourth season, and then it went downhill again from there. I just I don't like things with kings and queens and anything that's supposed to take place like in the old world. It's like, why? We're not in the old world anymore. Why do I care about shit that we've already... We've already decided that living at that time sucked. That's why we made all these technological advances. So why do I want to see shit about that? I don't know. So you started watching for the orgies and then kept watching for the orgies and then eventually grew to like everyone who was in the orgies. That's about right. Perfect. That's what I thought. So <laughs> Geralt ends up going to this wizard straggle bore and he explains that this big curse and what's going on, the curse of the black sun and how these women were born during this this the eclipse and that they are evil and they have mutations that they are eventually going to bring about the end times or some ridiculous garbage like that find out that the girl that Geralt met earlier Renfrey is one of those mutants so the wizard asks Geralt to kill Renfrey Renfrey then finds Geralt in the woods later on and asks him to kill Stregelbor it's like this whole love triangle that's just unreal big long thing about how Geralt just doesn't want to kill anybody and he just doesn't want to take sides tells a story to his horse later <laughs> and Renfrey shows up again. They talk a little bit more, end up sleeping together. Big surprise. Can't can't deny Superman in those tight leather pants. But what was the point of sleeping with him? Like did that was that supposed to accomplish something? Yeah, so I the Strigglebore mentions later like have you, you know, succumbed to her her magics or whatever whatever he said why and, is Strigobal's accent why do you make him sound like he's a 1980s baseball player because he was you didn't see that part must have been in the middle yeah somewhere in the middle i'm pretty sure he's a 1980s baseball player coming up to bat <laughs> no uh so so <laughs> so where was i oh man you derailed me with the 80s baseball <laughs> Jeez, louise basically they sleep together Geralt wakes up later, goes into town. 
all Renfri's dudes are getting ready to kill Stregelbor. They're they're ramping up for it. So big, long, pretty epic fight where Geralt just kills everybody, including Renfri, who just would not stand down. So she has been killed, and Stregelbor comes up excitedly when he sees she's dead. Geralt is not happy about it, kind of threatens to also kill Stregelbor. He ends up just kind of pitting the town against Geralt by saying, how dare you slaughter all these people in the streets? And Geralt gets run out of town. That is the end of Geralt's storyline. I will say that I I did enjoy the fight scene between pretty much Geralt and all of them. That that was well done. That was the best part of the first episode. Yeah, I think opinion. they do a pretty good job with, with the fight scenes. And I've talked to some friends who have watched the, the whole season, and they said there were some pretty epic fights in, in, in throughout the the whole thing so so i think that's that's one thing that the show has going for it i agree so moving on to sari she is a princess who wants to be a, just a regular girl we find her hanging out in town she gets called back to the castle she lives in Sintra. there's a good fun name for you i knew right away that this girl was special because just like the witcher there's that she has like that extra color in her eyes yeah, I think that's uh, that's something that this show is is doing, obviously, on purpose, is like everyone of importance has, <laughs> has something cool about them. But yeah, I think that probably has a lot to do with why the two of them are, are kind of trying to find each other. We find her in the castle. There's this boring ceremony and party. We find out that her grandmother and grandfather are running this kingdom. Her grandmother is the queen, and they're grandparent or her grandparents find out at this party that Nilfgaard, the, the apparent bad guys are attacking this keep. So they go out to battle them. Grandpa dies. Grandma makes it back, but she's in some pretty rough shape. Princess is, is crying over grandmother. And then Nilfgaard is going to attack the, the castle and they're, they're breaching the walls after the, the wizard of this castle couldn't keep them out. So a couple things. Yeah. Uh, one, the shot of the army coming over the hill was pretty stunning. There are some nice shots in the show. Some yeah. Of, some good cinematography. Now, this wizard guy, he sucks. And he looks like an uglier, broke-ass Andrew Lincoln, uh, Rick from <laughs> The Walking Dead. Oh, see, that's like one of my favorite characters. See, I, he sucked. I, like, the ugly Rick guy, his anti-door opening orb magic, uh, this will last until he dies. He gives his word and it just it's breached. And he also gives his word that he's going to deliver the princess. But dude, like your word means nothing. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't um, fulfill many of the promises that he makes in, in the show. But good news is he dies uh, as <laughs> as the princess is trying to escape the castle. He gets killed along with the guy that was trying to protect the princess as they're trying to to escape. Grandma stayed behind and ends up committing suicide because she doesn't want to get killed by the bad guys or taken prisoner, I suppose. But wizard dies. Other little knight guy helping out princess dies. So the princess is on her own. She gets kind of abducted by this nasty looking dude as they're riding out of town. She screams and when she screams, it makes this loud ear piercing noise that startles the man and the horse. They all fall down. She screams again and he gets blown back with with a wave of force. She screams again and a, 
a whole tower falls and a crater opens in the earth and she runs into the woods. You know how dope that screen power would be in real life? Oh, like, man. I have major road rage. And if I could just squeal and have someone's car crash into a tree <laughs> or a tall building, I'd be infinitely happier. I would pay anything to just see like every time you got annoyed by something, you'd let out this this epic squeal. Oh, man. It's basically what I do at work anyway, <laughs> except for it doesn't have any results. Yeah, I've seen it, guys. But Michael, what happened in the last episode of the season? Oh, much more happened. In fact, that's the title of the episode, Much More. That was a good segue. I'm good at this. Nice job. So we're going to start with the Geralt section of what happened. Because just like the first episode, the the episode bounces between actually three different sections here. We have the Geralt scenes. We have a group of women witches scenes. And then there's also a couple scenes with the princess. So we'll start with Geralt. And there's confusion from the jump. As it literally looks like we're in the same exact burning city as we ended episode one in. I think we are because in the when he he gets up kind of like startled at at, or just looks like he was kind of battle hardened and walks up to a bed that looks very, very similar to the bed that the grandmother was dying in. And then he picks up those bones off the ground, which are the bones that the girl was playing with in the very beginning of the first episode. See, to me, it looked like a handful of fucking popcorn. (laughs) I think it's a ham. I think it's literally a handful of like little like rat bones. So Ah. like kids are when they're bored, just like tossing rat bones and catching them in the in the streets. What a great time to be alive. See, this is why we invented iPhones <laughs> and why I don't care about the past. This is why we literally invented like wheel and stick. <laughs> like <laughs> anything is better than throwing rat bones in the air and catching them again. So then Geralt is out in the woods and we meet an old dude with a skull cap, dragon bodies, underground zombie putty patrol motherfuckers come <laughs> and the Witcher dispatches them, but not before he gets his knee bit. I have those guys in my notes as vampire zombie goblins yeah same thing (laughs) so the next we see Geralt he is alive but he is struggling Uh, in his dreamlike state he wears a bucket on his head as a child Uh, as a child yes I forgot to mention that (laughs) should be should be noted that he's not just like a full-grown adult running around with a bucket on his head good point back to him being in pain he drinks some black nail polish and pours the rest on his (laughs) leg wound Uh, Before leaping back into his memory dream where his mom seemingly leaves him on the side of the road because he won't shut the fuck up. We're to assume that that's when he becomes a mutant witcher, right? Yeah. So then we hear a guy kind of call out, I've been waiting for you, Geralt, which then makes me feel because I had that same that same thought process where, oh, he was just asking too many questions. And his mom was like, well, fuck this. But then this guy was like, oh, I've been waiting for you. Which makes me feel like the mom planned this and he was supposed to get taken by this dude. But who knows? Which is worse. Which is worse. You're absolutely right. We see Geralt again and his wound is being tended to by blank. Uh, First, it's Renfrey, then the purple-eyed witch lady, and lastly, his mom. And they all talk some smack about his past and how he became the witcher. We know so little, so it makes little to no sense. Her, his mom does tell him to find her. Find her. And I'll leave the last part because it's connected with the princess. So we'll we'll dive into that at the end of this. 
Now, this suave looking dude is boating with a tub full of bitches. Are they all witches? <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that from what we could tell, they are all witches, but the guys also have magic of some sort. I, I thought that guy. the guys, the guys were kind of like guy, guy. There's only one dude. There was Who's other the other dudes. Wh- who? Maybe when? not in Where? that boat, but there were other dudes in the town when they get there. I guess. But um, none of them have powers. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I gathered that the guy had powers from a scene later that I'm sure you'll go over. But it, yes, it was just one guy in, in a boat full of ladies, boats and hoes. You know, we come to an old stone castle and we're filling up some old jars with little blue rock candy. What is this tincture? Yeah, so it seems like some kind of magic potion powers. Now, now we, we find the enemy. Who the hell are these soldiers, and why does their armor look like my ball sack? Yeah, why did they... It literally looks like they purposefully wrinkled their armor. It's absolutely ridiculous. They're wearing black, cold, scrotum shoulder pads. Yeah, whoever designed these needs to be insta-fired. <laughs> yeah, those, uh, those are real, real intense. But it's time for magic war. It sucks that these witch ladies have to shrivel up like those fucking Granny Smith apple people that you make in elementary school to be able to throw a missile at the opponents. Yeah, those seemed like some powerful missiles, but you're right. And that lady is just freaking just sacrificing all kinds of folks to to send these cool orbs just for them to Mm -hmm. not do anything. Exactly. Uh, It's now the next day and the scrotum men are trying to smoke out the castle. Mm -hmm. Back to battle again. And this dry lipped magic woman makes poisonous mushrooms pop up to start taking down the enemies. Yeah. Uh, Another witch breaks their bones. Uh And the purple eyed witch gives orders to start shooting the blue rock candy jars at the scrotum men. Uh Um, And it turns out they're bombs. Bombs. The lone male mage has replenishing swords. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And (laughs) so... Here's something I wanted to mention about that is that this guy can just make swords appear. He like keeps on using them and he drops it and he just like reaches down and pulls another one out of it, out of the holster <laughs> sheath. There it is. He just keeps pulling new swords out of his sheath, which is cool, but he does it four times and is so drained of his magic that he can't do it anymore and gets kicked down a fucking hill like like wesley from the princess bride it's pretty bad yeah i'm just confused like this other lady we just saw a second ago like snapped the necks of 50 dudes and her just bled out of her nose a little bit this guy summoned four swords and can't even breathe anymore <laughs> what he needs to go back to the the mage gym you know it's to bulk yeah, up what the women have all the power in this universe our universe too the ball sacks create an arrow teleporter <laughs> And that's pretty cool, but oh no, somebody drops a box full of never-ending Striganona black worms. Oh, yeah. What does any of this mean? So there's a lot going on. And I don't know what any of it means. No, I mean, I think we we gather that we see the black worms in some people's ears. So I think she she wanted, all she needed to do was get that little box into the keep here. And those worms took over a few people and controlled them, and then they end up kind of taking everyone out from the inside. Smart. It's a good move. Some woman gets her arm cut off, and then the red shirt witch makes a rattan door to stop the ball men. There's a frenetic energy to this battle, and it's confusing with all the different people. But one girl stabs another girl after telling a boy with a worm in his ear to drop a rock 
candy bomb. All of the other bottles of rock candy, which sets off a domino reaction of explosions. None of this makes sense, and I want to die. So many rock candy explosions. Did I mention I could go over some rock candy? Mm. There are dead people everywhere, just completely decimated. Strewn about. The magic sword guy from earlier wakes up and straight up neganizes one of the enemies. Yeah, but no, that didn't seem like an enemy. That was a good guy. He said, help me. I think, oh, it was? I think that dude like got got beat to the other side. <laughs> like, I think he hit his head so hard, now he's a bad guy. I didn't realize that. We go back to the battle one final time, and the purple-eyed girl lights literally everything on fire, and then we get an overhead shot of the char, which sort of looks like the shot at the beginning of the episode from overhead, which I haven't discussed yet, but when the little blonde girl gets found on the ground. Are they connected? Who knows? Do you even know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I do. Yeah, it, it looked a little bit like it. I, I think they were obviously separate occurrences. All right. And let's talk about Siri, the little blonde granddaughter of the queen, which I now know is named Siri. I didn't know that until you said it. Uh, she's in a field and it must have been her birthday party because there's a bloody pinata on the ground and someone played pin the man on the tree. <laughs> oh, good. Good call. I didn't even I didn't put that together. Uh, we get a new intro to the show uh, from the first episode, and this show just wants to be Game of Thrones so bad. Yeah, the intro was very Game of Thrones-esque. The blonde princess, Siri is in the cabin with her new mom and her new brother. Brother can suck it. He's the new Randy. No, he's the old Randy. He came first. Finally, we see Siri again, and she dreams of Geralt. And as destiny would have it, they meet in the woods and bam, cliffhanger, who is Yennefer? And that leads us to our question of the week. As usual, we fielded some questions here. We can take those via Twitter or email at thecentercutcast at gmail.com. And this first one was via email. So we got a question from Ian, listener of the show. He has a few, a few small questions here. The first one being... Why is the blonde girl looking for Geralt? So we know that that's Siri, and we know that Siri and Geralt are kind of looking for each other throughout the show. From what we can tell, why? That's well, because they're connected. Yeah. So that's the thought: is that they're connected in some way? But I would imagine that in the middle somewhere, they kind of explain what that connection is. I put together a lot of little clues that I think might make kind of sort of sense so first and foremost siri is the daughter of someone who we did not see but based on the story that stragglebore told in the beginning i think renfrey was siri's mom okay that could possibly it so i think siri is Geralt's daughter Ooh, and i think Geralt fucked the purple eyed woman Yennefer. That's who Yennefer is? That's who Yennefer is. Ah, how that do we know that? was the chick with like the rope dress. But how do we know that's Yennefer? Because they call her Yennefer. Oh, when? In the episode. I don't who? remember when. I think who calls the other, her Yennefer? The other witch. One of the okay. other witches. Well, one of the hundred I witches. That, <laughs> I guess that answers who is Yennefer. See, <laughs> well, I, was, I think the, what, what was meant for another question that Ian asked was, who the fuck is Yennefer? I'm pretty sure that that is Yennefer because I'm pretty sure that they they refer to her. But I think Ian was going more for a 
why is she important and how is she so epic kind of question. See, I wasn't even sure her name was Yennefer. I just thought it was the way they were pronouncing it, and it was actually Jennifer. Oh, we're going to have this a lot conversation of, again, huh? Well, a lot of these names are stupid. Oh, maybe like, it's Banabi. Geralt. <laughs> My wife listens to a, a crime podcast, mm-hmm. and it's like Australian or British or some other old English language. <laughs> and every other episode, the guy is like, and they found the evidence in the garage. And why do people talk like that? Then maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe we don't know who Yennefer is. But who is she? So if she is the purple-eyed woman... Yeah. I mean, she's a witch, obviously, and she was a white nightstand of Geralt. Together they produced Yennefer. No, together they produced Ciri. That would make sense because doesn't... uh, There's one scene where one of the other witches is talking to who we're assuming is Yennefer, and she says, I've met this, this witcher, and she says, you know, be careful of witchers. She's very, like, not trusting of them. So So maybe that's also. Like the promotional picture for the season mm-hmm. is Geralt, the purple-eyed woman, and Siri. I noticed that as well. So that would that would even kind of lead more into that. Has nothing yeah. to do with their with the fact that they're just three main characters. More to do with the fact that they're a family. Now, what color eyes are Geralt's? I don't. There's been a few. There was actually a few different scenes. Something I was going to mention is that when he's fighting, it looks like his eyes go black. And then when he's not fighting, they seem to be that like fiery orange. Okay. What color do you get when you mix orange and purple? Brown. <laughs> I don't know. And Siri's eyes are brown. Oh, man. I don't know. Oh, snap. <laughs> also, what do you get when you mix brown and white? Blonde, obviously. That explains her hair. I think you're onto who, something. Who's white? <laughs> what are you the Witcher. About? Geralt the Witcher's white. white. His hair is ah, white. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Nailed it. Crushed it. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Yep. Siri is his daughter. Maybe. And maybe that's why she has this kind of like epic powers because we don't get into it a lot in this in this few episodes that we watched. But I do know from my experience in the video game that witchers are pretty magical beings as a whole. And her mom is from what we're explaining, also uh, a witch. So there's all kinds of stuff in in Siri's favor here. She could end up being pretty badass. True that. Another question Ian had was, why is Geralt so fucked up in the last episode? So it kind of opened up to him like in the middle or just having just finished what looks like a battle and he seems pretty, pretty beat up. What, what happened to him before that? So... I thought he was all messed up because he got bit on the knee by those Putty Patrol dudes. Yeah, so I think they, they obviously contributed because um, he says that one bite from them will kill you and then he right. survives. <laughs> Surprise. But he seems even a little bit beat up before that. But I'm just well, maybe, assuming he's fighting shit 100% of the time. Oh, definitely. That's his job. More maybe there was some hints of the Black Plague on those rat bones that he touched. Oh, Maybe. Yeah, maybe he's coming down with the Black Plague. Maybe the second season will start with just he died. Like you said, all he does is battle, so he's weary from that. Yeah, so Unless he's, he got he bit just, by some other creature. <laughs> he's just fucking always getting bit by shit. Maybe he fought another big spider thing, which is called. I know you're gonna love this. I did some did some research here. It's a Kikimora. Was that spider thing he fought in the beginning? This guy is dumb at coming up with names. I don't know. Come up with a better name for that spider thing. An Ochologo. 
Oh, you're you're right. You're much better. <laughs> he he sucks at this. I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna call them up. I'm gonna email them and send them your resume and say this guy needs to name Listen, all of your creatures. I came up with it in two seconds. If I had a year to come up with a name for that spider creature, I would I do far better than that. Would you? That's all I'm saying. Would does it get any better than Incholago? No, no. Ocho Lego. Oh, I'm sorry. Ocho Lego. Oh, Eight man. legs. Ocho Lego. Come on. That's that's your pull. <laughs> <laughs> it was better when I didn't understand the backstory. <laughs> Ian, I hope that sufficiently didn't answer any of your questions. Yeah, thanks, Ian. We also had a question from the unmatched K, and her question is as follows. This series has been lauded as one of the best portrayals of racial diversity. Seeing as you will only be experiencing a limited amount of time in that world, who is the hottest person in The Witcher? That question was a roller coaster. Yeah. I was so concerned that I was not equipped enough to answer, but I can definitely answer that. Mm-hmm. But Dave, what is what are your thoughts? Yeah, for me, being attractive, being, you know, hot, sexy is really comes from the inside. So I'm going to go with Siri's grandfather. So I'm binary, or I don't know the politically correct term, hetero, hetero, that's what I am. I like women, and I've never dabbled in men's butts. And Hold on. Still the- we watched Magic Mike. You have 100% dabbled in men's butts. Okay. Still, my answer here is 100% Geralt. You like those leather pants, huh? He is he's an attractive man. Like I can tell that he's an attractive man just by looking at him. I also liked the big dude who was protecting Siri. He seemed like a hunk of man. Not the wizard. He looked like he got his nose punched many times. <laughs> um I don't He reminded like, me of Nick Offerman. Really? Yeah, a little bit. I don't know if I'm supposed to say Siri because it looks like she's supposed to be 11, so I mm-hmm. can't I can't properly Mm-mm. say that she's attractive. Uh, the purple-eyed witch is a good Jennifer. Yep. Like, yeah, there were a few there were a few uh, attractive witches just based on cleavage. Renfrey could get it before she died. Yep. I mean, she did get it. She True. she got it. But really, it's it's 100. It's Henry Cavill. Yeah, I mean, he's two cut-out butt cheeks away from being a member of Exquisite, you know? One point I had on that, actually, why was everyone knocking his clothes? Do you notice that in the beginning? Every time anyone mentioned paying him, they would say, oh, well, if you make some money, you can finally get some new clothes. Um, excuse me, my clothes are fine. Imagine if that happened in real life. Like, imagine if you were about to make some more money and someone said, ooh, well, at least now you can buy some new clothes, finally. Michael, come into my office. Yes, boss. You are doubling every conceivable metric that we can set for you. Profits have tripled since you've been on the team. You've brought in a cake for every teammate on every birthday. You did everyone a favor by taking Barbara's virginity. It's all she ever talks about. You cured Frank's cancer. You've raised millions for your charity, Save the Kikimura. We're going to give you a 50% raise. Cool. Oh, wait, no. I misspoke. A 50 cent raise, but at least that will be enough for you to finally buy some new clothes. Thanks, boss. You're welcome, Michael. See? 
That sounds terrible. That's an HR disaster waiting to happen. You're going to go back and you're going to call HR and say, my boss just made fun of my clothes and this needs to end now. Plus, like his clothes looked like everybody else's clothes. Like he literally was just wearing a cloak. I would argue his clothes were cooler than everyone else's clothes. So they're like black, all black look going with, with the black leather pants and that, that cool like black and silver cloak. I would argue that he looks much better than literally everyone else, including the ball patrol. We have one more question from Cindy. Cindy, if you're not aware, does our logo art and also supplies pictures for each of our episodes because Cindy is a gem. She's amazing. But she asked us a question. It's more of a statement than a question. Her question is, toss a coin to your listener for making me watch that first episode, question mark. Now, I was made aware because some of my Facebook friends have posted memes or YouTube videos about metal versions of toss a coin to your witcher. But apparently that's a song in the middle of the show that people like. Hmm. So I played it on YouTube. And to me, it sounds like my insides are melting. I didn't like it at all. It sounds corny as fuck. There was a song, like, like, was it like, like a musical, like people singing it song in the in the actual show? Yeah. So he like, uh, from what I can tell from the music video or like the the clip, he meets this dude like a bard, and the bard sings to him or about him. That's bold. Go check it out. I don't like it. People like it. Cindy's mean. So basically, Cindy wants us to pay her for having watched this show. That's correct. Ah. No, thank you. (laughs) Next question. (laughs) Something that I wanted to mention now that we've gotten through our questions, and we thank you, uh, loyal listeners who sent that in. Something I wanted to chat about was what happened to Straggle War? Where's that dude? (laughs) Stregobor? What the fuck's his name? Stregobor. See, I thought his name was Stregobor. God, you can't hear. You need hearing aids. So, he wants to dissect Renfrey and kicks the Witcher out and like that's the last of them. Mm -hmm. What I mean, what else? What Matt? He's safe now. The Witcher killed the person who was keeping him in hiding. So, now he can do what he wants, but why would he leave the castle full of naked women and apple trees? So, he's just going to hang out in his sweet bachelor pad. This is something that I applaud this show for finally, finally bringing up. In every video game I've ever played where you're a mage or something to that effect, things like Elder Scrolls, Witcher, stuff like that, there are mages that can conjure things. They can conjure beings, human beings or buildings and and other stuff. They can conjure stuff, just like the guy who can make the sword appear in the sheath. If you're telling me that the first goddamn thing every mage wouldn't do was to conjure a sex slave, like that's obviously what everyone would do. Why would everyone even do anything else? Why would why would you leave that castle ever? He, he just made himself a bunch of women that want to sleep with him, and he's he's good to go for life. Here's a question, though. Are they really... They're not real humans, though. Isn't it just like air? Isn't it like a picture? So really, he would just be dry humping the air. So in a lot of video games, stuff like that, conjuration, I mean, you can, you can interact with those things. A lot of times, they'll fight for you, things like that. So I'd imagine that they are 
beings. I don't know how how far that contract will go. Might just be like a shell of a being that has one purpose and cannot cannot function outside of that purpose. But I don't know. I guess that's not that different than like a sex doll. But here's the thing, though. So the reason I would push back against that is later on during one of the battle scenes, one of the witches, I forget which one of them, makes a bunch of feather arrows mm-hmm. because the girl's like, hey, I'm sorry. We tried to make as many as we could. And then she's like, oh, I wish I could make all those. And yeah, what a bitch. The feather producing witch says like, oh, they're not real. They're magic. So like, yeah, that's something that Stregobor actually says in the beginning, too, is it's it's magic. It's not real. Right. So I would push back and say that, no, he would have to dry hump the air. But then she legit hands those feathers to that woman. Like, so they're obviously real. She handed them to her. No, she's handing her images. If I took a picture of a bear, I would uh, like a life size picture of a bear. If I handed it to you, I wouldn't be handing you a bear. I'd be handing you a picture of a bear. That's a horrible analogy. But but (laughs) so I don't know what that's proving. I think that. It's got to have some kind of material. I guess producing an inanimate object would be one thing. Just producing a feather, whether it be a reproduction of said feather or an actual feather, doesn't matter when it comes to making an arrow, right? I don't care if I have a production of a feather or an actual feather. Either one's going to help me in building an arrow. But when it comes to conjuring people, I don't know how that would really affect things. We don't see any of those conjured people speak, so that's got to be something. So I think it's like, for the feather on the end of the arrow, it's like, okay, it's not actually there, but the magic is going to help guide the arrow like the feather would. But like, you couldn't take that feather and tickle someone's foot. Like, It's not going to have the same effect. I think it's just the magic can create the effect of what the thing is supposed to do. Oh, you're so deep in. I've really (laughs) dragged you deep, deep in here. So the feather isn't <laughs> acting as a feather. The feather is only there to assist the arrow with its magical arrow guiding properties. But it's yeah. not just a regular feather. Right. Like, I don't think these mages could create Tupac. They'd create the Tupac hologram. Hmm. Interesting. You've tickled my brain in a way that I wasn't expecting. I must ponder. Uh, oh, man. this We've, we've gone too deep. Somebody pull have. us out. Pull the, pull the lifeline. Okay. So enough of enough of that. That's we were going too far there. What happened in the middle here? How did we get from the city burning and the grandmother queen killing herself to the city burning? <laughs> yeah, it feels like not a lot. So of time much passed. must have happened in between. Turns out this this show is is just a reboot of twenty four and only six hours passed in between the beginning and the end. How long do you think? Because it. From what I can tell, it seems like it was only a few days between the episodes. There has been some time passed because when the Skullcap dude is dragging bodies, the conversation makes it sound like it's been a few days since people were like trying to escape the city yeah. um, and just kind of starved to death, basically. Yeah, I think he woods. said like it's around a week. Yeah. So my estimation is it's literally been only about a week since the first episode to the eighth. So yeah, maybe each episode is a day. Maybe. But that still feels, I don't know. I mean, we didn't see anyone age or anything like that. Like, Siri looks the same as when she left the castle. So it couldn't have been that long of a period of time. We would be able to see some kind of aging in her because she's younger. I mean, yeah, my guess would be only only a few days. How easy would it be for Geralt to get from where he is in the beginning in Blaviken? 
over to Sintra, the city where the princess was. You see how dumb that sounds? Yeah. yeah what was your, what was the name for your spider? I don't even remember anymore. That's how dumb that was. Ochelago. Ochelago. Yeah. You're right. That's much better. It It is dumb when you say them all in a row like that. You would assume that all of this is relatively close, right? If I got on horseback and tried to go from New Hampshire to like New York City, it would take a long time, at least a few days, right? I don't even know how far I'd be able to travel on horseback. That's why we have cars. Which, again, proves my point that why are we watching things that were supposedly taking place? Well, here, okay. So I know it's not it's not a straight line. Like, we're not just watching things that took place in the 1200s. Like, this is obviously like a fantasy world. But why does the fantasy world have to be so technologically dark? Like, I have to make a leap to this being a whole other fantasy world with, with different rules. And I have to make a leap back to when there was no technology and people lived in stones. Yeah, maybe they just didn't develop technology because they had magic. So who the fuck cares? But use your magic to create a fucking telephone. Use your magic <laughs> to create a car that you can why drive. Would I, why would I create a telephone if I could talk to people telepathically? Okay, but why would you ever want to take a boat across the water if you have magic? Agreed. Like that lady can spawn portals. Like, why can't we just portal over? Yeah, yeah. it's dumb. Like the guy who can mm. only spawn swords three times and then dies. <laughs> What an idiot. Also, how do you how do you not test that first? Like, okay, before I go into battle, let me find out how many swords I can conjure before I run out of power. Before I'm so willy-nilly with my fucking swords. Like, I'd hold my sword a little tighter if I knew I only had four of them. <laughs> yeah, if I knew I could only get a few out, then I'm good. It seems like not a lot of time passed to answer your question from 10 minutes ago. Thank you. So, Siri... We The last we saw her at the end of the first episode, she screams, and then she's on the other side of the cracked ground, mm-hmm. and she runs into the forest. And then we see her at the beginning of the last episode in a field with some dead people and creatures, and she gets found by the woman. What happened in between? Here's my thought, is that when Geralt comes across the guy with the bodies, I would imagine that he wasn't far outside of that castle, that, that city. Which would mean that he was literally 12 hours worth of a ride in the back of that dude's cart to reach where Siri had gotten to. So she's been running through the woods for six episodes and only got like a mile from her fucking house. What was she doing out there? (laughs) Well, maybe she got captured by another group again because there was the guy in the horse little unicorn creature that she destroyed that's true so okay well who the fuck is the white horse guy yeah so maybe i mean like you said maybe they sent more people after her they captured her she was a captive for a little bit and then was able to escape got out into this field they came out hunting after her she screams again and force pushes everything away from her making the pattern in the ground that we saw and also impaling everyone, including animals and horses and people. Now is the lady in the cabin, is she special in any way or is she just a lady who lives out in a cabin? I feel like she's just a lady who lives out in a cabin. Is she part of the castle or is she part of the bad guys? And if one or the other, then how the fuck does she just get to live in the cabin? Wouldn't she have been 
killed way earlier. So I think that it's just because she's kind of out in the middle of nowhere that they just didn't pay any mind or attention to it. But you're right, is that you would assume if these troop, these large battalions of ball sack troops were roaming through the woods that they would eventually come across his cabin and just do them in, you know? The world we never know. The world will definitely never know. And I think that's it. So we muddled our way through our first TV season. It is hard. And it might be a while before we do another one. Perhaps. That being said, we do have another Netflix joint to center cut eyes. That's not a word. Ooh, just verbed our show. Interesting. It is The Irishman, fresh off its Oscar nom for Best Picture. Yeah, so because of the Oscar nomination, we wanted to talk about this because our next episode will be coming out a few days before the Oscars. So we thought we could give one of the Oscars nominations uh, it's it's time to shine in the center cut. I'm I'm afraid that Michael is also not going to like this one because it's set in the past, I believe. Not a fan of the past. Hates the past. On that note, in the meantime, if you have watched The Irishman or you watch a piece of The Irishman, please give us your feedback. Send us a question on Twitter, The Center Cut. Send us a question on email, thecentercutcast at gmail.com. Send us a question on Facebook. Join our Facebook group if you haven't. And subscribe. Please subscribe to the show. It auto-downloads. It helps us out. It makes it look like people are actually listening, even if you're not. If you're not, I hate you. But you didn't hear that because you didn't listen. So I can say that and not feel bad about it. If you've made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate it. We do. More than you know. If you can, send us a rating or review on iTunes. Please do. And tell your friends. Do all those things. Like the strips of leather between those beautiful Witcher thighs. It's always better in the center. (laughs) 